this podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and audience. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Brunson. And I am S. Foster. That's right, and you're tuned into another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast where we give you our very own takes and reviews of movies and TV straight out of Hollywood. What's going on, my guy? Man, I can't call it. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, just got through doing a six-day week this week. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but, yeah. you know, got to get that bread, man. Got to get that bread. You know what I'm saying? Got to have it coming in. But uh, other than that, though, man, I'm chilling, man. Been getting a lot of material in, man. What's good with you? Man, not much, man. I'm uh actually kind of doing the, you know, saying did the same, man. I went back and watched some some old stuff and trying to catch up and um getting ready for all, all this stuff that's about to drop, man. We got snowfall coming. Um, you know what I'm saying? Ant Man just dropped. It's a bunch of stuff coming out. It's looking real heavy, and you already know I'm super super excited because I got to go see my movie, man, Cocaine Bear. So yeah, I'm 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 ready to go, bro. That's what's up, man. You know, my, my movie dropped next month. You know what I'm saying? So gonna be really I'm really excited about that. And for our yes. snowfall fans, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna go back and do we gotta finish it, man. You know what I'm saying? We, we uh we to. picked it up. I think what we picked it up with season three, I think, when we first it was started three. doing it. I think it was yeah. Yeah. So we started doing it season three, so we're gonna close it out, man. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to do that as well. So on those Friday episodes. So yeah, man, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, man. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun as heck. So um man, let's go ahead and get into the episode, man. Let's start with, you know what I'm saying, our favorite segment, the one that where, you know what I'm saying, we give you uh nice little tidbits of uh what's to come and, and what we doing outside of the show. We call it what we watching, man. Let's get into it. What we So what you got this week, man? Oh man, but I got two this week. So um I've got my hands on Paramount Plus. So I was finally mm-hmm. able. I finally was able to see Top Gun Maverick, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I fuck with it, man. I do. And now, now the hype that they gave it, it's like, all right, y'all, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, calm down a little bit. Like, people were saying it was the best movie of the year and, and all of yeah, that shit. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, it, close to it. I mean, but it was good. Now, I will say this. I understand why Tom Cruise did what he did. Because the way they shot it, mm-hmm. that shit was phenomenal. I would give him that. Yeah, like I didn't see it true. in the theater, that but like true. all of the camera angles and like you know what I'm saying with the planes and all that shit, like all that shit was that shit was really really good. So I get mm-hmm. why he held off because I remember um, they did a press run and because they was talking about it on Dan Levitard's show where they interviewed Miles Tiller for the movie, but they yeah. interviewed him like like three years ago because oh. the movie didn't come out. And so mm. I get why Tom Cruise waited because it was, I'm pretty sure, like watching that in a theater would have been doper than watching it on TV. But mm-hmm. the story, 
story was cool. I like what they put together, but you know what I'm saying? But you still got to Hollywood it up because some things of course. wouldn't have went down the way that it went down. Like the whole thing of him doing that test run under the time that he was supposed to do it and all this mm-hmm. shit. Like, man, get the fuck out of here, man. So, like, he just had to pass. You know what I mean? So, like, little little stuff like that. But, like, I thought the movie, I thought the movie was good. You know what I'm saying? They brought back the, uh, they brought back the, uh, the, the theme song. They kind of slowed it up a little bit. They kind of 2000 it up. You know what I'm saying? They brought they brought back the Danger Zone. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They brought that song back. So it was cool, man. I, I really fuck with it. Now, I, I do think people kind of overhyped it a bit. Um, shout out to Val Kilmer. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. It sucks that he actually died in the movie and he's sick. So that's kind of... Yeah. That would have yeah. scared me a little bit. But, um, hey, bro, but yeah, I man. So, this, though. What's Danger up? Zone is a fire ass song to have in a movie. It is, man. To to Danger Zone. <laughs> Danger Zone. <laughs> yeah, I got. That's a fire song to have in a movie, bro. I'm not mad at that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's how. That's how we moving. Um. So the other thing I was able to watch is also a um movie on Paramount Plus, and that is Devotion. You know what I'm saying? Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. Like we we were talking about Jonathan Majors. Like he's been on a run lately. And yeah. this movie was it dude, it so much reminds me of um oh man, what's that movie called? Man of Honor. Yeah, Man of Honor, the movie oh, with Cuba Getting Junior Junior and yeah. um Robert, that when he played Carl Bertier, I think that's what his name was. Was that and was it was it, was it Robert Downey Jr. or De Niro? It was De Niro. What I say? De Niro. No, I was asking yeah. You, was it Robert Downey Jr. or De Niro? Yeah, it was. A, it was De Niro, and like oh, it was about you know what I'm saying the first like Navy diver, and like it showed yeah. like all of the the bullshit that he had to go through. You know what I'm saying, just mm-hmm. to be. You know what I'm saying? A, a diver yeah, or whatever. Nigga, when that nigga I, had to go through racism just to get in the water, my nigga. Yeah, like that was... That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy movie. Now, this movie, it, it was... He spoke about like the racism that he had to go through. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm and trying to get his he's name. He's the pilot, right? Yeah, he's the, he's the pilot. Yeah. And um, oh, man... I'm trying to get it right because I want his name. There it is, Jesse Brown. So it's the story of Jesse Brown. He was the first Navy uh, pilot or whatnot. So mm-hmm. um, Jonathan Majors playing him, and like they didn't show you the stuff that they that they showed in Man of Honor, but he talked yeah. about it. He talked about how they put weights in his uniform, how they. Um, through ice in the water when he had to do like the swimming test and he was like because he said he had to do the swimming test 10 times he said because they like they had the assumption that black people couldn't swim so like they made it difficult for him every time he had to do the swimming test like the difference is they showed it in that one but they didn't show it in this one um Mm -hmm. but the motion was pretty cool it was pretty good jonathan majors killed it um and then also like what i did not know like i did not know who this person was so this is why i like um Films like this or um, time pieces, and actually, when his plane got shot down, 
um, the dude that was like his roommate, the kind of the guy that kind of like they gravitated to each other or whatnot. And mm-hmm. so he actually crashed his plane to go down to go help him because they was, you know, behind enemy lines or whatnot. So he went down to go save him. And unfortunately, he ended up freezing to death. Well, I guess that's how he died. He either froze it or because his legs was caught under the uh, like the dash thing. Like when it crashed, his legs got trapped in there. And like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if like I don't know if he bled out. Like, I don't know if he cut him and he bled out or he froze to death or both or whatever. So when the helicopter came, because they was like the Chinese people was closing in on him, So they had to fly out of there. And so when they got back to base, they wanted to go back to get them, but it's already been infiltrated. So they were never able to go retrieve uh, retrieve his body. So check this out. Still to this day, dude, they still trying to find. No, it was Korea. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. I said Chinese. It was uh, Mm -hmm. North and South Korea. They still trying to find a way to go over there and get his body. Because they never they was never able to retrieve. Now, Obviously, I'm pretty sure like they took over that area and cleared that shit mm-hmm. out. Like I'm pretty sure his body isn't still there, but mm-hmm. that's just one thing that that sucked was the fact that you know anytime you are in the armed forces, you know a good bit of the time they bring your body back, and they mm-hmm. wasn't able to you know what I'm saying to bring his body back. So, but just to know that they still are doing. Things like even though I'm pretty sure his body's not there anymore, but right. just the fact that they still even talking about it, even making a big deal out of it, because like it did mm-hmm. it like during like before the end credits, they was just talking about like what they was doing. So I thought yeah. I thought that that was cool, but like look, look man, let me say this real quick. Jonathan Majors, man, this is you. I'm telling you, he he. This is you. Now, really, two. Because like last year he he had a pretty good 2020 uh was uh, 2022, but yes, yes. this upcoming year you know what I'm saying he got two bangers that I know of that are coming, but yes we we got to shout out to that dude because he is he is he's on Absolutely. the run right now he's killing. But man, what you got? All right, man. So um, my first one is on Apple TV. Uh, it's starring Jason Segel and Harrison Ford, and it's called Shrinking. Um, it's a great show. It's basically uh, about this therapist who has to um, deal with the loss of his wife. And, you know, he, he's trying to navigate life, you know, what I'm saying, without having his spouse and still being a father um, and still being a professional, you know, what I'm saying, being a therapist like it. I, is is dope because what he does is he takes this uh, like he takes a totally different approach on life. Like when you first see it, he's super nice, he's super, you know what I'm saying, shut in, he's super quiet and cool and um he holds his tongue a lot and then you know what I'm saying, like he doesn't want to hurt people's feelings. And so um with this one, uh, after you know what I'm saying everything happens, he pretty much uh, turns it around and uh, he just start being super, super honest with people, like brutally honest. And y- you start to see how different things change as far as his relationships, his friendships, you know what I mean? Like even his relationship with his daughter. And so um, it's, it's I, I like it. I'm only two episodes in, but so far so good. It got my homegirl Jessica Williams in it, comedian extraordinaire. 
um, who is also beautiful out of this world. Um, but yeah, y'all go check that out. It's on Apple TV. It's called Shrinking. And then my next one, man, is um is the Murdoch documentary on Netflix. And it basically talks about uh the situation with Rupert Murdoch. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, not Murdoch, Madoff, Bernie Madoff. I'm tripping. Um, they mentioned Rupert Murdoch in there though, but it's um it's a Bernie Madoff documentary. It's called Madoff. And it talks about how pretty much Madoff was the biggest uh <laughs> criminal in uh Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? They talk about how he started the Ponzi scheme. They talk about how he got caught. They talk about his beginnings, where he started from. Um, how many, I mean, like, dude, dude got over, like, I think they said it was, like, almost 300 mil. Oh, snap. Yeah, like, he was, he was banking on these folks, bro. Like, uh, this, they had this one guy on there. Um, he was talking about his interaction with um, Bernie Madoff, and he was saying how, you know what I'm saying, his first time ever meeting him, they was at the country club, you know what I'm saying, him and his mom was playing golf. And they go up, they go get lunch or whatever, and you know what I'm saying, they talking, and then in the midst of going to get lunch, his mom looked out the window and was like, oh, there go Bernie Madoff and his wife. I'm going I'm to introduce y'all. So she take him down there to introduce him. They get to talking and, you know what I'm saying, doing everything. And, you know what I'm saying, he he was interested in them. But after they leave and, you know, go off, you know what I'm saying, his mom's like, you know, he's such a good guy. You know, he he seems like an amazing person. But the only thing I, I don't really like and I can't really put my finger on about is the fact that he doesn't look you in the eye. And then, like, come to find out, like, he steals almost half a fucking million from this dude. Damn. <laughs> like, yeah, like he was he was getting busy, bro. I'm talking about Ponzi scheme on Ponzi scheme. They caught this dude's office. Like they when the feds raided his office, they said they got in, they went in there and in the midst of going in there, once they was getting everything, they was like, man, it just they had computers set up everywhere, and then they had like all of this, all of these different files and stuff that they didn't know what they was, and they couldn't decode them at first. They decoded them and found like all of these shell corporations, all of these places are washing money and all that. And it's still money unaccounted for. So it, it may be way more than what people think. That's crazy. Absolutely, bro. So y'all go check that out, man. It's on uh it's on Netflix. It's called Made Off. But uh I got shrinking on Apple TV and then I got made off uh the documentary on Netflix, man. <laughs> Yo, if you, if you don't mind, one quick thing before we get into the feature presentation. Um, What's up? Shout out to Bruce Willis, man. Prayers out to the yeah. family. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He got diagnosed with dementia. Yep. Um, you know, he, he's one of those he's one of those actors where I, I, I know we throw the word around, but mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like Bruce, I think he can get that L word, man. I, I think he's no, been he in, definitely can, bro. Yeah, he's been he's been in a lot yeah. of stuff, man. He got he Bruce Willis got a lot of hits out there, like he really Absolutely. do. And bro, I think some the Die Hard franchise alone puts him in there. That and also like even like stuff like like I know people have been talking about know, Armageddon. You got Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
man, even like movies like uh, The Perfect Stranger, which I know a lot of people probably haven't seen. It was him and Holly Berry. He was dope in that. Mm-hmm. But like even stuff like the whole nine yards and the whole ten yards, like when he was yeah. being funny, like that shit was hilarious. Yeah. No, cop out. You talking about fuck cop out? Cop yeah, out, cop out. Oh yeah. my goodness, him and Tracy Morgan. Him and Tracy Morgan had me crying, bro. Yeah, man, and and you know to to think, you know, someone who's got so much work out there and and not going to be able to, you know, potentially, re- you know, it, it it's it's sad news, man. You hate to hear it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Shout out to Demi, uh, Demi Moore. Um, shout Absolutely. out to their daughter. Um, what's her name? I forget what her name is, but uh, you know, shout out to all of them. I just wanted to mention that, man, because it's it's TV film related, and it's just it's just sad news. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a good thing that he, you know that he's not dead, but at the mm-hmm. same time, just want just wanted to mention him on the pod, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, thoughts and prayers definitely goes out to Bruce Willis and um, his family and friends. Um, so. Feature presentation, man. We're talking about Sunset Park. Uh, this came out in 96, right? 96, yep. Yeah, came out in 96. Um, a very interesting movie because the, the plot <laughs> is, is, is already... First off, it's weird. Second, it's super unbelievable. Um, but yeah. basically, this is a story about a woman who becomes a high school basketball coach for um a troubled uh school uh and a bunch of troubled black youth, of course, and um she basically comes in and and somehow saves them to be better people uh First and foremost, I, I just want to say, bro, I, I I hate watching movies like this because let's just keep it there, there, there's no way that white woman was sticking around for all the shit that was going on with these niggas, bro. Can we please be honest? Like, come on, man. Either it's First funny off, you think that take. I mean, because let's keep it real. First off. You say you wanted to be a basketball coach. You don't know shit about basketball, bro. The first your first practice, you just go in and let them just play. Well, well, first you got to mention the reason why she took the job in the first place because she was trying to get extra money to, to get a restaurant to build. Some, come on, man, fuck out of here! And, and so she absolutely knew nothing about basketball, and then it's just like to even watch. And the ain't team. no high school coach. Ain't no high school coaching job paying that much for you to. Get I thought a it was. I thought it was two hundred. I think it was like I don't know. Yeah, but in real life, as a high school basketball coach, you are not making that much on the side, <laughs> even if it's your side job. You're not making that much to get you a restaurant in a year, bro. We not no. I mean, yeah, this this is funny, but at the same time, like even like the the turnaround that she was able to get on Shorty, that's that's not happening. Oh, that's not that's not happening at all. I'm like for him to be team doing drugs. Niggas getting shot. Like, come on, man. They selling drugs. <laughs> like, yo, on, it was the, the reason why I said, because see, Sunset Park was was one of those movies where, like you said, plot not good, not believable. Mm-hmm. 
But I think what made it stand out back then was the fact of like, for number one, it's Fresno Star. I mean, mm-hmm. for you know, for what Onyx was, and you know, Fredro Star getting in this lane. It was just like okay, and, right. you know, and Terrence Howard, he was, you know, he was, he was getting there. DeAndre Bonds was getting yep. there. Like they, this was this was one of his first appearances. Uh, you talking about uh, DeAndre? Yeah, because uh, yeah, because uh, Terrence Howard was in uh, Dead Presidents, which came out a year before. So like he was kind of, you know, what I'm saying, you know, on his climb, you know, being involved with a movie like Dead Presidents and like. And even though this movie, like, Sunset Park isn't one of those movies where it's, like, it being singled out for its work. And then, like, yeah. the premise of it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's really it's super crazy. But I think that making movies in New York and what high school was like in New York, like, I watched this with my, um, with my youngest son. Mm-hmm. And he was like, they got to go through metal detectors to go to school. I was like, yeah. I was like, it's different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, like yeah, it's, it's yeah, different where you at. Yeah. So, Absolutely. like, it... but um, but then at the same time, like to to see that, and then like this movie is they should throw the word comedy in there because dude, that was so many. It's, that it's was considered... so many funny moments. It's considered a sports comedy drama movie. Because there was so many... Yo, listen. Butter made this movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Butter was my guy. Because Butter is that dude that all of us know that swears he gets so many girls, but you never... You Mm -hmm. only seen him wave at girls one time throughout the whole movie. Like, we never know right. if Butter even got game, but he talked like he do. Like when he was talking, when he told the subway story, you want to talk about funny? Yeah. My man said, my man said, yo, I'm on the subway. And I'm saying, honey, looking at me. And he was like, she put her hand, he was like, I, I think he said she put her head. It was either he put his hands down or she put her hands down there. And he was like, yo. She came right there on the subway. <laughs> I'm like, man, if you don't shut the fuck up, like butter is, the, and then like, dude, how butter would sit there and try to, you know, what I'm saying what was so funny was like when before she started like really coaching, and like he tried to do the behind the back move, and he lost the ball, yeah. and they were like, butter, what you doing? <laughs> and he did it with no, no ball. <laughs> yeah. Goofy. Hey, when I tell you, man, my son was sitting there dying laughing, but hey, <laughs> I was like, yeah. But what's funny is the description of this movie. It says a white school teacher takes <laughs> takes over a talented but disciplined black, <laughs> undisciplined black high school basketball. Team. Come on, man! I told you that, that team was not that team was not talented at all. Okay, and then that's oh. another thing. Did you know that? Did you know that real Pearlman not only um, not only helped direct and produce this movie? Did you know that Danny DeVito was the producer of this? I saw that. I saw that when the um, when the credits was going up. I was like, Danny DeVito. They was, they was married at the time. Real Pearlman. Oh, I don't know if they still married or not, but yeah. 
That that's how he ended up. Yeah. But I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like this this is not this is not one of those movies that's super believable at all. I'm sorry. No. Um it'd be different if if this movie would have been based in I don't know, let's I I this movie I, you know, it's crazy. I was thinking Iowa, but like <laughs> when when you know about all of, the, I mean, if you're talking about '96, yeah, you got Marbury. You know what I'm saying? You got Sham guy. Well, he's a little bit before then. Um, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just just the people that was coming out of New York at the time, and you watch these dudes play. Ain't no yeah. way they're making it to a city championship. No way. Damn. This team being, was especially trash. being as trash. First and foremost, being as trash as they were, and having having the, the you know what I'm saying the guards that they had. First and foremost, what they should have did is they should have did some research on New York basketball players because everybody know from the from the one to the three is gonna be somewhat decent. None of them niggas was even that. No, I don't know how they even made it to a chip. That's that's the thing. Like it's so unbelievable. There's no way this team makes the chip. First of all, Fredro Starr is like five four. Like he is he. I, you and, you not convincing me? Fredro Starr can play basketball, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I mean, Fredro Starr is from New I York. Am, I, I mean, care. okay. You're not convincing me it, that Fredro Starr can play. He's too hood. He's way too hood. I know way too many hood niggas that can't hoop. And he's one of those, bro. He, there's no way you're convincing me Fredro Starr can dribble a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being real, bro. There's just no way. Hey, but that is hilarious. That's hilarious. Nah, man. Fredro Starr, man. It's it's just the fact that don't get me wrong, like there there have been some there have been some short guards to uh to to come out of that uh to yeah. come out of that state. But my whole thing is it's just they had to get better. They needed more at this time, no, because Ray Allen he did he did a what's his name in two thousand not two thousand in ninety eight. Is he ninety eight mm-hmm. ninety nine? They did he got um, game was in ninety eight. He he got game. Like they could it, it it's just a fact of no nobody could ball on this team. You're yeah. not telling and me it was a basketball that this, team, which is crazy. And then it's like the year before they won a game because like after they won that first game, he was like, uh, she was like, why y'all ain't more happy? He was like, yeah, we won a game last year and then we lost 15 straight. Mm-hmm. It's like I I I just felt that the that part of it was terrible. Because it just wasn't believable. Not for me. When 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 you said what you said, that there's no way this white woman is sticking around for that. I don't think that was the most unbelievable thing about the story. Because no, I'm talking about the, sticking around for the shit that was going on. Like niggas are getting shot. Niggas is selling drugs. Niggas is doing drugs. Uh, niggas is fighting. First off, these niggas was unruly in the motherfucker. They cussed her out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they she did. They did, but man, I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I I think that's 
I think she was more gullible because you got to remember this scene, right? So when she had that moment with her lawyer friend, when she went to get, uh, she asked the lawyer friend to get Shorty out of jail. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. shooting, you know, was shooting at someone. Okay. So they was having a conversation walking down the street and she was like, yo, like basically you're gullible. And she was like, what mm -hmm. you mean? She was like, okay, let's talk about the last guy you were dating. She was like, you slept with him on the first night. And then like, then you started getting with this other guy and you slept with him like the first night. Then you moved him in like a week later. Then he took all of your shit. So like, obviously yes, like she was just, yeah. <laughs> so no, but it was funny how it went down because like she go in, oh, I've been robbed, I've been robbed. She called the police, and then she don't realize it till she opened up the damn closet and see all her clothes are there. And then my man I took out his clothes and left one damn um left one tie behind. But um, mm -hmm. so yeah, that had to be I, what what they should have put in this movie is her explaining that to the cops. Be like, okay, y'all. Um, I thought I was being robbed, but apparently he left me. <laughs> so mm -hmm. <laughs> they they just completely left that out. They should have put that in there. I wanted to see how that conversation went down. But she's mm -hmm. gullible. Like she was really gullible. And the one thing that was super inappropriate was the fact that she like went on a quote unquote date with Shorty, yo. Like this dude asked, he asked her. First of all, he asked her to go to the movies. They end up not going to the movies, but they end up going on like like a dinner date type thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what's well, that's something that would never happen. No, and you're not telling your basketball female coach that you're a virgin. Come on, and you also is are not <laughs> having this middle aged white woman out and about <laughs> in New York like that in the fucking hood, <laughs> like. It's, it's just stuff about this movie that was just too preposterous, bro. Like, what are we talking about? First and foremost, bro, like, she didn't know nothing about basketball. And then all of a sudden, she just decided, let me learn the game. And she just learned the game and pick it up like that. All of a sudden, she know how to coach out of nowhere. Like, come on, man. Man, listen, she had the how to coach. But, hey, when I tell you, my son looked at me. He said, you telling me she reading a how to bas coach basketball book? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, and then man. she's watching it. She's watching the Knicks on TV, asking them, "Yo, <laughs> well, like she, like she knew what was going on." Yo, that shit was hilarious. Have you, okay, look, dude. real quick. Have you ever watched? Have you ever watched a sport with a woman who didn't know what was going on? I, I have, I have. But now you telling me, her watching that game. Was that believable that she understood anything at any point? Well, I mean, she didn't until she started reading the book. And then she started reading the book. And then, like, that's when she was kind of like, oh, well, they, I think they're doing this. But even then, what's also unbelievable is the fact that when she goes in there and, like, speaks with the team and says, look, y'all, I don't know how to coach basketball. And everybody was like, well, no shit. And so it was like, yo, y'all teach me. <laughs> the fuck? So, Shit. so she said, she said, y'all, she's like, if y'all teach me about basketball, I teach y'all about being winners. Oh man, you don't, you never coach the. See, that's what I'm saying. 
It'd be like this is the thing that I like. This is the one thing about these type of movies that used to that really pissed me off as I get older and watch them as an adult now, like especially in the nineties. It was this whole thing about like just coming to save black youth. Like black youth couldn't do nothing. Hardball is another one. You got Keanu Reeves who used to be in a drunken stupor, all of a sudden getting it together to help out this uh, uh, underserved baseball team of black kids. Like, bro, stop, stop it with the nonsense, man. Just stop. There's no way. First and foremost, I can, t- I can honestly tell you, having been in the classroom with a teacher in an unruly classroom. Bro, she walked out of that classroom so fast because she could not handle the pressure of a bunch of badass kids. In one <laughs> so I know for a fact that this goddamn woman didn't stay with these hard-headed ass, street-running ass little boys, especially in <laughs> high school. In New York at that? Nah, man. She'd have been getting grilled. They'd have been calling her all kind of names. They'd have talked about what she had on. Like, niggas, they'd have... Man, it's it's all kind of stuff that they, that just wouldn't wouldn't go on in this movie, bro. I just don't I don't understand it. Shout out to shout out to Perlman though. She did a you know what I'm saying great job for you know what it was, but I mean for the most part, man, let's keep it a buck. No, bro, she not she not doing no. that. No, I'm gonna tell you the part like speaking on what you're speaking on right now. The one part mm-hmm. that really pissed me off was when Spaceman walked into her office. And yeah. he was like, yo, I need to talk to you. And she was like, you know, like, what mm-hmm. is it? And my man, I pulled out. First of all, they got metal detectors out the ass. I don't know how the mm-hmm. fuck he got that big ass. This motherfucker had a, a cleaver up out this bitch. That, that was on, a big bro. ass fucking knife. Like, how the fuck did you Come get on, that bro. in the school, yo? So he's like, yo, I'm about to kill my science teacher. <laughs> and so, and so he's he'd talking been, about. He had been in jail that day. <laughs> and so he's like, he's like, because he said he had a beanie on his head. He just told him to take out the beanie. He's like, because he's always picking on him. And so, uh, just the fact that she walked down the hall with him and jacked up this other male teacher, well, jacked up a male teacher, and told him to stop, and then called him his nickname. Don't call him by his name. She called him Spaceman. <laughs> like, like he know. He goes by Spaceman to the basketball he, team. Exactly. He looking. Who the hell is Spaceman? Why are you attacking me for this motherfucker? And why are you here with her attacking me about Spaceman? And then he's sitting there smiling and shit. And then says, "Science is my favorite subject." And he was like, "Oh, I didn't know that." And then when they're walking off, she said, "Is there any more other teachers I need to address?" First and foremost, you just got hired at this school. How are you? How are you going around <laughs> abusing people, abusing the teachers who's been here years and years and years of tenure? And here you go, you just popped up. Come on, man. It, well, I don't know. Saying, I don't. Like, I don't know if she. Well, they didn't really say if. I don't know. No, I don't remember if it was her first year. I thought that she bro, just. That was her. It was first her first year of coaching. It was. Yeah. Oh shit. She. She didn't know nothing about basketball, bro. That's what I'm to tell you. She was she didn't know nothing. She only got that job to buy that fucking restaurant. Oh yeah, That's I know that. I was... Watching this job as an adult, bro. This, I I can tell you, this is her first time ever coaching. You can't. I don't care what you do in life. You can't coach, and then when you go to high school basketball, 
for the first year, all of a sudden you just don't know what you're doing? No, man. She's never coached no, in her life. No, I know that. I'm talking about I don't yeah. know if it was her first year at school. Oh, no, yeah. That's what I'm mean. First year. Remember, because they were trying I, to see if she was going to stay next year. Yeah, because I know I know that uh, it was her first year coach because, like, she was hired for some kind of office job, and she saw mm-hmm. the uh, like the ad thing on the wall, yeah, flyer, and they yeah. was like, well, "Yeah, the flyer." They was like, "How much are they paying?" They was like, "Oh, they're paying this." And she was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm guess I'm coaching basketball then." So it was just like it, See, it just how you like just, how you just pick how you just pick your job, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. How you just <laughs> pick a job? You just see a flyer and. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be in the. I'm supposed to be a secretary, but nah, 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 nah. Let me be the basketball coach. No, man. And then just how much basketball matters in New York. <laughs> I don't think I'm they saying. got a problem finding that's coaches. Like they got to be coaches that's like, yo, I, I will go. Coach. How bad they are. I don't care how. I'm talking about behavior wise. I don't care, bro. They could have shot a nigga on the court. Okay, there was somebody there. There was somebody there that would have been willing to coach them besides her. I'm I'm 100 sure. That is hilarious. Yeah, like somebody somebody would have wanted that job, and for somebody who has absolutely no experience to just climb in there and just be the coach, and then just up there, and they doing shirts and skins. One dude says a foul. One dude like, hey, coach, what is that? No a foul. She didn't even see it. It's just like everybody knew. And then, like, I know Shorty was supposed to be 16, 17 years old, whatever the case may be. But it's like, you telling me this mm-hmm. dude is that damn naive? Because, like, what pissed me off about what they did with his character was the fact that how much invested he was with her being the coach, which I didn't understand. Right. It's like, why is he so excited about this woman being the coach? Like, I... I don't know why they made him do that. And I'm surprised that and like, like don't get me wrong, like when when we think about Fredro Star, I mean like, you know, we think of Onyx. You know what I'm saying? We think of right. hardcore rapping, we think of sticky fingers. And it's for him to be the guy that is the nice um, guy. Not yeah, kind of, but like I get okay, yeah, he's a drug dealer. Boom, whatever. Like that's to be expected when we talk like when you if you think of somebody like Fredro Starr. But for him to be mm-hmm. the guy that's a virgin and get his girl taken by the dude, light skinned dude with the dreads, you know what I'm saying? And get a mm-hmm. gun put on put on him at the, you know what I'm saying, in front of the school because old because old yes. girl playing running games on him. It's like totally unbelievable. Yeah. That's very unbelievable. That's, I'm not believing saying, it. Fredro that's the that's the first role we see Fredro star in where he's not being a, a fucking street thug. He's a street thug on Moesha. <laughs> like every I mean he was a street thug and saved every, the last dance. That's what I'm saying, bro. Every movie he plays in, bro, he plays the nigga from Onyx. And all of a sudden this <laughs> he's supposed to believe that this nigga is is pussy with with this chick and he ain't out here in these streets. He ain't never no. got nothing. Like, come on, bro. No, bro. No, the all time, the all time. Hey, wait a minute. Time out. How are you? How are I know you what you're about to say. Dealer? How oh. are you a drug dealer with no gun? Yeah, he didn't have a gun. Well, he ended up getting his hands on one because nobody shot at the kid when he went to jail. Besides that, ain't no get your hands on one. How are you out here pushing drugs in New York, <laughs> nigga? With no. Gun. <laughs> 
That's very, that's very and understandable. Ninety six at that, fresh off the crack no. epidemic, bro. You could have come on, man. That don't even none. none it didn't make sense. What no, I'm gonna tell you what. Make, this is the least amount of thing that makes sense, right? The mm-hmm. fact that he goes up to the coach and say, "Coach, you a girl, right?" So yeah, I got this girl that I like. I want you to read this letter, and then tell me if I should give it to her or not. Come on. <laughs> I'm watching this shit. And I'm like, yo, when I seen this movie when I was young, this shit was a whole lot better when I was young. And I don't Absolutely. know if the whole sun, the, I don't know if the whole sunset part song got me. I don't, you know what I'm saying? It was just. I don't. I just think. I just think it was the fact that we seen niggas playing basketball, and that's all we were concerned with. Yeah, and then you know somebody like from from watching Yo MTV raps and watching. The basement mm-hmm. shit like that, you know what I'm saying? You seeing you seeing Onyx and and Slam, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? That shit took over, so it was just kind of like seeing Fredro start on the screen. It was like, oh man, you know that's cool. You know he's playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? We got another New York movie. You know what I'm saying? You he know, got the he got the, he got he got the he got the puff he got the puff jacket on. And my son mm-hmm. was asking, he was like he was like dad like watching these old movies. He was like. He was like, man, he said, uh, he was like, when you were younger, he said, did you have a jacket like that? I said, you talking about the puff jacket? I was like, yeah, I had a puff yeah. jacket back in the day. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I didn't yeah, really yeah. need it. I was like, I didn't really need it as much because we in South Carolina. But but I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that was the style back then. I was like, man, you see them boots he got on? I said, you see how he rocking the boots? I was like, yeah, man, like that yeah. was the style back then. But that's what I was going to say because he was just talking about the puff jacket. Yeah, but I was going to say, I think around this time, like, especially, like, 96, bro, like, I think it was a thing of getting these rappers in these movies, right? Because you got to remember, like, we had Tupac in movies. Ice Cube was making movies. You had Tretch making uh, movies. Um, A little bit after that, we get DMX in movies. Um, Oh, man, you're skipping skipping LL Ice T. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I wasn't even I, I wasn't even done yet. Like Ice T had been in movies, really. Like he had already been doing movies. You know what I'm saying? Remember, he was in Breaking, even though it was like a small little role. He was still in Breaking. You know what I'm saying? LL was doing his thing. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like I think around this time, this is like especially getting at the height of hip hop, and you know what I'm saying, it being the golden age of hip hop, where you know what I'm saying, like it really started to take over, it really started to dominate. And so, like, a lot of these movies were just, I feel like, picking up these rappers and putting them in there because of the popularity that these guys had. And they knew that because they were in it, it was going to sell. You know what I'm saying? Like, with Fredro yeah. Starr being in this movie, this was going to, you know what I'm saying, this was going to do something. They were going to sell this. Like, all of these movies, I mean, like, what, I think, what, Tupac was in the Butter Rim, wasn't he? Yeah, Tupac was in Butter Rim, yeah. That's what I'm saying, like, just, just even that, the fact Tupac is in Above the Rim. Tupac don't play no fucking basketball, bro. Well, he didn't play basketball. No, I'm just talking about just in general. Tupac don't play basketball. Why is he in a movie like Above the Rim? That, that's, I mean, I get the role that he played. It made sense yeah. the role he played, and that's cool. But I'm just saying, like, like him being in a basketball movie, and you know Tupac is not a nigga that plays basketball. It just, that type of shit to me doesn't make sense. Like, for him to be as invested as he was in those basketball games, like trying to, you know what I'm saying, doing what, what they're doing, like, 
It just like certain stuff just it it did it, it did not make sense to me at all. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they were really just using the popularity and the fame of these um rappers and using that to basically market and advertise the movies that they was in to get paid from it. Yeah, but I, I slightly I slightly disagree with the okay. fact of like with the with this part. Because when, when you watch like a lot of you know documentaries or hood movies that, that are talking about the basketball scene in New York when they talk about you know what I'm saying everybody playing in Rucker Park and all that type of shit, like a lot of the drug dealers mm-hmm. funded those tournaments. So like Absolutely. So for Tupac to be playing like this drug dealer that's funding this tournament. Like that part doesn't surprise me because we know that that happened. Like that was a thing that's been well documented in the state of New York. So I can see the part of him actually doing that now. The whole part of his brother being this, you know, famous, well, hood legend basketball player that quit because a friend fell off of a fucking building, which I didn't understand why you're trying to slap a backboard with a backboard that's going towards the fucking off the roof. But then it it made no sense because. Yeah, because why are you running that hard at a basket at a backboard that there's no <laughs> like? Okay, anyway, that's that's above the First rim. off, why the but, fuck is a basketball room on the roof? <laughs> <laughs> and why Did do they got it that there? Question? That's what I'm saying. Nobody asked that question. What it can be on if you. What happens if you airball and, and and the ball goes off the roof? Then what? Exactly. Like if you want it on the roof, it has to be at least in the middle. Put a gate. Like, why is it? Or something. Yeah, yeah. Why is it facing the where there's nothing? Like you yeah, said, I, even if man, like these movies, bro. Like I'm telling you, going back and watching these movies now, like as I'm an adult and I can actually like properly think and see what's going on. A lot of this stuff, man, they was just throwing stuff in there, bro. They was totally throwing stuff in there. For instance, you know what I'm saying? Why is this lady who needs to get a restaurant working at a public school? Second, you got a friend that's a lawyer. You couldn't have just been your friend's secretary? (laughs) Like... I'm sure 100% that job would have paid way more than being a high school basketball coach. Like, what are we talking about, bro? I mean, this is true. I I know she probably didn't want to ask her friend for the money, but it's just like, yo, if she's really her friend, like, yo, why are you coaching basketball? You don't know shit about about basketball. You was about to be a secretary anyway. Why didn't you just say, hey, listen, can I work for you for a little bit till I get this restaurant up off the ground? Come on, man, you know, help me out. It's a friend. Instead, you put yourself in danger to go coach a high school boys basketball team that you don't know nothing, no, no basketball knowledge whatsoever. And they hold and then, and then, this is my thing. So, Busy B gets shot over mm-hmm. his coat, which we, we heard, we heard, you know what I'm saying? You hear about stories like that in New York. But this is the only yeah. problem I got with it. He said that they asked for his coat. He didn't take it off. And they shot him. Shot him in the shoulder. Right. Coat ain't damaged. Ain't no, ain't no bullet hole in the coat. He had the coat on later. Like, you didn't get no blood on the coat, no hole nope. in the coat. Like, nope. <laughs> like you, was on, able to, you was able to not damage the coat. <laughs> still, <laughs> still get shot. 
and miss hella games. And they said the bullet went straight through. So it would have went through the jacket too. Like that's what I'm saying, yeah. bro. Like just it's it's just shit in this movie, bro. That you just be like, come on, man. Yeah, they didn't think I this should do it all. Shout out to Danny DeVito, but bro, come on, man. You gotta do better than that. Nah, man. I'm gonna tell you. And then also, man, shout out to um shout out to my guy who was uh Drano, who uh mm-hmm. Antoine Tanner, who is also Worm yep. <laughs> and Coach Carter that came out in 2005, and this came out in 96. Yeah. And my man still playing a high school basketball player, still look the same. Nigga ain't <laughs> aged a bit, nigga. To this day, he still look the same. Don't look older, still look the same. Look, we all, yeah. like I said, we always talk about for real. You know what I'm saying? We need yep. to start talking about this dude because this dude, now go ahead. No, like he, he just still he does not look his age at all. Like, uh-huh. but it's just funny that the fact that that he is playing a high school basketball player in '96, and then he's also playing a, ba- a high school basketball player in 2005. Like that is just that is just wild <laughs> to me, man. Like I just I can't get it because I told my son that was the main reason I, I told my son I like yeah I yeah. want you to watch this movie with me because I just want to see your facial expression <laughs> when you right. see Worm on here because he. He used to be obsessed with Coach Carter. He used to watch Coach Carter mm-hmm. every day, and yeah. w- which is crazy. He used to watch that, and he used to watch um, Glory Road. So I was just okay. like, okay, so like, let me. I was like, let me show you. You know, what I'm saying Sunset Park, and mm-hmm. I was like, he was like, Dad, I don't recognize anybody in this movie. I said, just wait. I said, because you gonna recognize one person, and then when he saw, him, he was like, Dad, that's word. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, <laughs> so funny. But uh, what you what you about to say? My bad. No, nah, I was just gonna say like, and then like to me, what was what was so crazy was the turnaround time of this movie, bro. Like in one season, they went well, yeah, in one season they went from one and like fifteen to going to the championship and losing by one point with a coach who didn't know nothing about basketball at the beginning of the season. That's crazy. I can see the I can see the turnaround in Coach Carter because he actually knew basketball. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like he didn't know he was nothing about basketball. He was actually a coach. He, like, he at least coached girls basketball. Like, bro, come on, man. Like, I don't know, yeah. man. What's funny though, what's funny though is that you know what I'm saying, real Perlman being in this movie, bro, like I don't think people understood how hot she was in the '90s either, because she was in a lot of movies. She and was a in a lot, lot of movies. TV shows. Like she was getting some real work back in the day, man. And I think that was another thing that kind of made this movie, you know, what I'm saying, um, what it was, was because of the fact that, you know, she was pretty much, you know, what I'm saying, a hot commodity. Danny DeVito around this time was a hot commodity. So, you know what I'm saying? This product coming from them, I think that's what really made people, you know what I'm saying, fuck with this movie at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, look, everybody mm-hmm. know her from Cheers, man. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, be on a show yep. like Cheers. And and then, like, like, Cheers ended up being one of those shows that's kind of like The Wire. Like, I don't yep. think that they knew that these people were going to end up becoming who they became like Absolutely. after the show ended. And I think that's one Hell, thing. Got a spinoff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like those people 
like it's it's funny going back and watching like certain shows and certain movies. Like I tell you, I tell you one, The Outsiders. Mm-hmm. I don't think they understood back then. You know what I'm saying? Tom Cruise, Matt Dillon, um, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's what's the name brother name? Uh, Charlie Sheen's brother. Uh, oh, um, uh, I forget what he goes by, but um. But see, Thomas uh, Howell. Uh, it's uh, Emilio Estevez. Yes, yes. Like, I, I don't think that they knew that all of those people, it was like everybody but like one guy that was a part of that crew, all those dudes blew up. Like, all yeah. of them blew up. And like, that's yeah. what Cheers was. So like, yeah, like, so when I seen her in this movie, the first thing I thought of was Cheers. Because, mm-hmm. I, like I told you, my dad used to watch Cheers. So, yeah. But Jesus yeah, like yeah, she was, it it was it was in the theme song. You, I was gonna know that theme song. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like if if you if you are a certain age group, like when you hear everybody knows your name, like come mm-hmm. on, the very first thing you think of is Cheers. But yeah. yeah, like for for the people that they were they were putting this movie, like even though you know, like the people that really kind of blew up, like you know, Fredro Starr is still doing his thing. Terrence Howard, obviously, well, well, supposedly he said he was retiring. I don't know. I mean, he just did the best man stuff. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what he had came out and said. I think that it was after they shot that he said that he was retiring. But who knows? Um, But really, I mean, I've never seen Butter ever again. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, there this this movie don't have like a lot of star power. Melin, uh, Melinda, is, is it Melinda Williams? Is that what my girl name is? Uh, like she, she does she does her thing, like um, you know what I'm saying like most people know her from um from the wood, but yeah, DeAndre Bonds, you know what I'm saying he he know yep. he does his thing, so mm-hmm. it it's just it's just like. For this movie to have, you know, some of the people who ended up doing some things a little later, I just felt that. Cause see, I haven't seen it in a while. Actually, when I when I came up with putting Sunset Park down, it was just more of like watching one of those movies from my childhood. Yeah, and then going back and rewatching it and be like, oh shit, like. I already got my rating ready. Like when I watched it, I was like, "Oh man, I hate I got to do this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like absolutely. I hate I got to do this. But absolutely. at the same time, at the same time, we we can't be biased and just do you know what I'm saying blockbusters and, right. and you know what I'm saying we can't we can't do like everything that we do can't be fours and fives all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like we no, we, we got that's the that's the beauty of doing this because I think what a lot of people don't understand is that we are actually going back and re-watching a lot of these movies, not just watching them for the first time, but actually re-watching a lot of these movies that we pick because these are movies that we've watched throughout, you know what I'm saying, not only childhood, but just in life. And so going back and re-watching these now that we've had some life experience ourselves and you know what I'm saying, like doing things and, and seeing other movies and seeing other works of art, and, and now we're able to kind of, you know what I'm saying, understand some of the stuff that's going on in these movies as well. It's a, you, you look at a lot of these movies 100% differently. 
Oh yeah, I, I definitely look at it differently <clears throat> now. Um, yeah, but then at the same time, like I just wanted to, uh, I just thought it would have been you know a little fun experience to you know have my son to sit down and watch it and absolutely you know pick up on you know pick up on the '90s like look like yeah like this because uh, oh well, it was some phrase that they were saying and he was like he was like dad if they say that one more time and I was like <laughs> son I was like I said hey. I said that's. I said we used to say that all the time growing up. Mm-hmm. I was like that was just mm-hmm. like there's just some certain slang. I can't remember exactly which slang it was, but like they said it like repeatedly throughout the movie. He was like, man, if they say that one more time, I said, yeah, if you say bro one more time, like, exactly. <laughs> like you say bro almost after everything you say now. So it's just like like back then that was something that we said we used to say that all the time. So right, it's so it's good also going back and watching those movies like that. And then I th- also thought it was funny because I was, was like, I liked the scene between Butter and Drano when, cause mm-hmm. like when she called everybody out on the bus, like Drano is considered the genius, but he just don't go to class. Like, he just go in and he passes all his tests, but he don't do no mm-hmm. homework or nothing like that. And um, Butter, he go to class all the time, but it was something about he didn't do his homework or something. So anyway. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, ask for them to work with them or whatnot. And the the way he put that math equation together, dude, that it was. I told my son, I said, listen to this, listen to this. And so then he was like, yo, you got two honeys. And he was like, you know, you gonna do this, do this, do this. And he was like, and then you got the five dollars for this. He was like, but what the five for? The hotel. And he was like, yeah. Uh, and then, but I I, I did that to say like. Just because it says, yo, you got two pairs, you know, exactly, with how many, yeah. you know, I was like, you can come up with different scenarios in your own head that relates to you. I was like, this is mm-hmm. what related to them. Butter love women. So he put butter in a, a situation where he could thrive by trying to, you know, do a math equation, thinking about women and hotel rooms right. and, and all types of shit like that. So I just thought that that was funny to you know, the pause it, like pay attention to this part, listen to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So he he picked up on it, he got it, whatever, whatnot. But like, yeah, it's 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 interesting going back watching these old movies because back then, yeah, I would be like, yo, Sunset Park, man, that movie, man, that movie dope as fuck. They're like, yeah, yeah man, we'll feel a little differently nowadays, but absolutely. <laughs> so, man, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let's get into the fire flame, bro. Let's do it. Yoga fire, yoga flame. So what you got, Brody? Well, I got two, man. Um, cause it's the thing is with even though it's not star powered, right? Um, but it still got some people, some noticeable people in it. It's just the fact of the plot of the movie, the writing of the movie. Because some of the stuff, just like we said, it just did not make any sense. Absolutely. And then I think that they could have got, there had to be some better, I mean, yo, where is Omar Epps when you need him? Like, there's some, they had to be able to find some better Actors that played basketball in high school or something like these dudes trash. <clears throat> Absolutely, like, I mean that was bad. Now don't get me wrong, like the dude who played Drano, 
his jumper looked looked like he actually might have played basketball. But then, like, the whole part of Busy B when he played defense and do the whole little thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Goofy shit, man. Nobody's doing that on the basketball court for real. And then they said that he wore the same glasses since third grade. You telling me his prescription ain't never changed? Come on, man. But, um... Yeah, like, yeah, I, I got to give it a two, man. I, I felt like they wasn't, I feel like their writing room wasn't creative, like, at right. all. And I don't think that they didn't think that some of this shit just made absolutely no sense. Because, like, real people that know basketball, we're not looking at this woman and be like, you're going to take a team that won two games the previous year, and as bad as these guys look, that you was able to turn this team completely around and go to the city championship game. No, it's not happening. So I'm saying, man. That's what's up, man. Okay, so I'm not going to kill it like you did, man. Um, I am going to give it a three. You know what I'm saying? For what it was worth, this is Danny DeVito producing it. Um, this is Rhea Perlman starring in it. So this is like some weird nepotism type deal. So, I mean, it, it is a decent movie. It's not really a bad movie. The only, the, the only thing that's honestly horrible about it is just the fact that like just none of this shit would happen in real life you know what i'm saying that teach i mean i'm gonna say that teacher that that coach is not getting that job off the rip i'm telling you that right now you can forget that she wouldn't have got that job um not only would she had not got that job she has a friend who could have gave her a job um <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff in this movie that's just like come on bro then you know what I'm saying she in the she in a school full of you know what I'm saying like heathens who really don't mean her no good. She don't know how to coach basketball. These niggas can't play. Then you you know what I'm saying all of a sudden you in the championship and you lose by a couple points. Like nah, bro, we not that that's just not how it's gonna work. Um, but everything outside of just like the basketball aspect, besides him taking her on that weird ass quote unquote date. Like everything else was, it was it was a decent movie. You know what I'm saying? It really wasn't a bad movie. Um, the star power, like you said, wasn't there. But I mean, like to have Fredro star in the movie at that time, I mean, you really can't. You know what I'm saying? Knock that. And like I said, Rhea Perlman, she was really doing her thing at the time. So um, it wasn't star studded, but it, it had a few noticeable names in there. So. I give it credit for that, but yeah, that's that's about it. I'm I'm going three. Okay, I ain't mad at it, man. All right, man. Let's get into the coming soon, bro. Let's do it. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. What we got next? Okay, what we got next, man? We got um, the first black person in history to have been wrapped up. By Anaconda and Survive. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got Anaconda coming up for y'all. I know I know what some of y'all may be thinking. Hey, I you know I thought y'all was doing you know Black History Month. You know, okay, so question: Are we are we adding J Lo to the uh to the to the Black Fuck community no. on this? Okay, no, well then man. Ice Cube um, then. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute though. Did did this come out before Deep Blue Sea? Uh, let me check. I, I know for a fact Deep Blue Sea was 99. I, I know that for a fact. Let me see when Anaconda came out. 
But that's why I said what I said, the first black man to survive and become the snake. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I wonder if this came out before Deep Blue Sea. Let me see. Let's see what year it came out. Because I want to say this came out in like 97, 98. Oh, snap. I did the wrong thing. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's somewhere around there. Let's see. I believe so. Anaconda came out in 19. Let's see. It came out in 97. So it was before okay. Deep Blue Sea, two years before. Okay, Deep Blue so now, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, hear me clear. LL Cool J is not the first black man to survive a horror movie. It is Ice Cube. We are going to stop doing that, bro. Ice Cube was the first black man to survive in a horror movie. Okay? Give my man his credit. I'm sick of that meme going around talking about LL Cool J, first black man. No, he didn't. It was Ice Cube, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Quit knocking my mans, bro. Give my mans his credit. So Ice Cube, that's actually black history for sure because we ne we usually the first person to die. This nigga not only was the first person to survive, he saved somebody in this movie. This nigga's the first person to also save somebody in this movie. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, he saved so, a few people. That's, that's what I'm saying, bro. Ice Cube, man. I mean, legendary. You know what I'm saying? From no Vaseline to killing snakes. <laughs> That's funny. I like <laughs> you know how you did saying? that. Yeah, man. So, you know what I'm saying? You guys make sure y'all tune in with us, man. We can't wait to do this episode. That one is going to be super, super fun. Only because going back and, like, watching that, I think um, J-Lo had just came. Did she just come off of Selena? Did she do yet? That, well, that's going to be an interesting thing to look at. Yeah, that was dealing with the fat butt. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think I think she just came off of doing Selena around this time. Um, yo, then you got but John Boyd. I mean, like, yo, this is a this is an interesting cast. But ain't it? But ain't it funny, right? To mm -hmm. to think about. To think about how J Lo, like the way we looked at her back then, is like she had the like she had what we consider a fatty. And no, it's she like, really, oh, if you look, if you go back and like if you go back in the day and look, she did. She lost it when she got with Ben Affleck because she started getting like she started keeping that slim frame. Um, I I hear you on that, but it's just like. You know, like the the story that was going around. Like I remember people saying stuff like she had insurance on her ass and shit. She did. That's a and it's story. like, but then it's like when you look at it, and then like you look at what's. But now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of fake ones now, but it's just like when you look at it, dude. She did Selena the same year. Yeah, that's both what movies I, came. Both of them yeah, came out in '97. I know. She, I, say, I think Selena came out first. She had just came off of Selena. That's what I'm saying. I, she had to. Because it was, it was, there's no other reason for her to be in this movie outside of the fact that Selena had that type of success or even the fact that she was going to do Selena. 
Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? She was in money train in 95. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, but yeah, but when you think about it, like, she is like, because Selena was her, like her first, like, role, role. You know what I'm saying? When she was the lead. Mm-hmm. And she's really like mm-hmm. the lead in this as well. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, interesting she, that she yeah, has two cool. movies. Into, uh, two yeah. movies in the same year to come out when she is the lead. But um, absolutely, yeah. And but, I think okay. she was just starting, like, starting the, the music thing. I think, like, the music thing was just popping off for her, too. Yeah, because you want to know what she got a credit for? Um, Puff Daddy and Mace, been, um, been Around the World video. Came yeah, out in 97 sure. as well. Absolutely. I think that's when that's when she started getting with Diddy. Yep. Yeah, I, I can't believe you really don't remember how thick J-Lo used to be, bro. No, like, no, no, like, no, 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 no. Don't like, get me wrong. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm saying yeah. is what people compared consider to, a fat to ass today. Yeah. Yes, to the new standard of what a fat ass is. That's what I mean. Well, the well the thing is is like what I think the 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 comparison is going to be crazy because we have to remember like hers was like actually natural. And we weren't saying like we weren't saying that she had the the biggest one. We was just saying like it was like it was toned the up perfect was, shape you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like she really had and it was don't get me wrong it was still fat though like it yeah wasn't like, yeah of course it wasn't like a you know what i'm saying like it wasn't like a denise richards or somebody like that where she kind of got one but she really don't like it wasn't like that it was just the fact that like this mug was like it was shaped nicely it was big it was nice you know what I'm saying? She was a little thicker back then, like as far as the weight side not just the body type but the weight side she you know what i'm saying she had some weight on her and then you got to remember, too, like, this is around the time she was around a lot of black people, too. So, you know what I'm saying? She was eating good. She was eating the right foods. You know what I'm saying? Going to the right places. And then Ben Affleck came around and, you know what I mean? She she, she lost it. Dude, that was a great word play on name, Denise Richards. That, that is... <laughs> and, that, and Wild Things came out around that time, too. It's just, dude, mm-hmm. you're a genius. I appreciate it, man. I was, just, I, was, I was trying to think of somebody who was also out around that time that was like just as famous, you got it right. more famous. Yeah, yeah. And one. like, don't get that's me wrong, one. like they was they was on they was on Denise Richards, bro. They was on. Oh yeah, guy. what man? Starship Troopers. Yeah, Starship Troopers. Yeah, saying. Starship Troopers. Yeah. Come on. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bro. Yeah, but um, the wild yeah. things on my joint though. Okay, okay. That's what's up. Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey man, y'all stay tuned, man, for another I mean for the next episode, man. Now, like I said, this one is gonna be very interesting and very fun. Um also, man, you know what I'm saying? If you guys enjoyed this episode, if you guys enjoyed Sunset Park, if this is one of your favorite movies, or if you know what I'm saying, you are like us and rewatched it and was like, what the hell? Um, hit us up on the uh on the socials, man, Instagram and Twitter at View and Nine Pod, and then you can hit us up on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. Join the group, you know what I'm saying? Send in requests, all that good type of stuff. Um, that's what it's there for for you guys to interact, talk about the movies, talk about the episodes, so on and so forth. Um, and if you would like to follow me and interact with me as well, you can follow me on Twitter at Schools Bronson. I got a link tree in my bio, you can find me everywhere else there. Yeah, y'all can find me at s.foster8 on Instagram and on Twitter. 
at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That's just on our Instagram. Uh, follow the podcast, 28 Minutes or Less. Um, let me see. Still rocking with uh, the episode that me and you did together. Um, been kind of busy this week. Haven't been able to get another pod in. But uh, mm-hmm. something will be coming out very soon, so stay tuned on that. And if you haven't heard the episode with me and Scoops Bronson yet, you know what I'm saying, 50-year anniversary of hip-hop, go check that out. I also sent him an idea, so keep your eyes on the 28 Minutes or Less um, music-wise, because me and uh, Scoops Bronson got something uh, cooking up together. So um, be on the lookout for that. For sure, man, for sure. And um, yeah, man, thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in. As always, without you, we couldn't do it. But until the next episode, man, like they're saying, Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut.